0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Main Event Podcast. You're here with me, Aaron. I'm me, Nathan. And today we are previewing match day four of the upcoming Champions League fixtures. No Daniel, which we always miss his beautiful face, but we'll hold down the fort, letting you know about potential injuries, players to target, fixtures to target, and also kind of identify some potential limitless or wildcard players to include. Nathan, how have you been lately? How's everything?
1: Been good. I'm just sat still waiting for Newcastle to finally get a manager.
0: Yeah, the wait continues and we'll discuss a few of <laughs> uh, a few of the candidates who have been put in the press. They'll end up being talked about during this show, but enough about Newcastle, even though we've just mentioned them the once, We're here for Champions League. How have you found this year's Champions League so far? We've hardly had you on for any of the podcasts this year, but How's I've it? I've shocked myself. Yeah, you're doing amazing.
1: <laughs> like, I've actually took it seriously this time. I'm not taking a major points hits, point hit, like in the second week and that.
0: Yeah, but remind us you've used both your chips.
1: I have, yeah. Um, so, how
0: are you nervous about that? Obviously, you've got three more match days, but you've just used your wild card kind mm-hmm. of in, in preparation for using the remaining fixtures. Um, is there anyone who you're worried about? Uh, not having or anyone who you
1: want to own? I think not really, because I think the way we transfer, as a lot, in the way, obviously, as we'll go on about like some of the injuries that have come out, I can transfer and also kind of save. Cool. Uh, so it just depends on who I want to get in, really. I think Hala's one that I'm really debating at the moment.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to get around uh, to every team. So if you've not watched one of our preview shows before, we go group by group team by team talking about potential players to get in current form injuries and what that impl- like, what that will imply on the map what we're going to do for this preview though just because of the order of when they play we're actually going to go in reverse order so we're going to start with group h and we're going to start with the first match day which is going to help me out a lot on Limitless wildcard <laughs> Uh, we'll be able to see the Chelsea versus Malmo lineup before the deadline. So we're going to start with Chelsea versus Malmo. Nathan, you said you'd looked into uh, Tuchel's press conference today. Was there anything of note from there?
1: Still the same two strikers are out. So still no Werner, still no Lukaku. Uh, Pulisic is out and apparently Kovacic might be out as well.
0: Obviously, I think the bigger ones is that Lukaku could have been really, really good for this fixture. Werner's always been mm-hmm. a bit hit and miss. But this potentially opens the door for Havertz. Nine million, I think he is, on this game. And as a midfielder as well, out of position. Um, But although he be has been... With Mount. Yeah, Mount did amazing last week. Um, And Mount's always been a, a good player, but I've... Funnily enough, I've literally just transferred him out last match day for Salah. So, thankfully, uh, he didn't score that hat-trick during the last match day. Otherwise, I would have cried. <laughs> but we get to see this start on 11 before um, before the deadline. Do you think that Tuchel's going to rotate a lot?
1: I think he will defensively. Uh, but, obviously, the other thing is, apparently, Azbillacueta as, as could be a risk for this weekend. So could he be rested and then come back in against Malmo? I think it it's kind of like Pep Roulette, but with Tuchel, mm-hmm. uh, especially going for the Chelsea defense. Like you don't know who's going to be there. But I think the only sure one you can always be like sure is going to start is possibly Rudiger.
0: Yeah, I think um, just looking at the last game against Malmo, I think that's going to be our best indicator, kind of, because Chelsea are not top. Um yeah. Juventus beat them and Chelsea don't want to face one of the top seeded teams um unless they get extremely lucky uh and manage to to get one of the like the weaker groups. Yeah. But uh he played a full strength team against Malmo and but then injury after injury Lukaku Verna went down. He started with Chilwell, Asber Laqueta. And um, I think Jorginho was the star of the game with his two penalties. Yeah. Thankfully, I had him in my team, so it's really going to just depend on obviously he's got Newcastle this weekend and Burnley the weekend after. So he could mm. almost try and just dominate Malmo again and try and beat Juventus on goal difference, yeah, to try because uh, they'll hopefully beat Juventus in the next match day. That's going to be their target, even though that game's going to be a lot tougher because they've got Leicester and Man United either side of that fixture compared to Newcastle-Burnley.
1: Yeah, this is like the better sandwich for them to go full strength, really.
0: Uh, But against Norwich, they absolutely did fine without Lukaku and Werner, so I think it's going to be pretty similar. Havertz is going to be very interesting. Is there anyone you're looking at potentially transferring in for this?
1: I think Havertz-Mount would be two that I would look at. If I was going to go for a Chelsea defender, I think even Chalabar. If he's there, like he seems to be a mainstay in the Chelsea defense at the moment. Yeah. And I highly doubt, I haven't looked at his price, but I highly doubt he costs that much to get in.
0: Yeah. uh, I've got my eye on the left wing back because Chilwell's in unbelievable form. I think Mm. that three games in a row he's scored. Yeah. Um, He's
1: got a huge purple patch at the moment.
0: So, I mean, it's what happens when he's been kept out the side since last season. Uh, In my opinion, he's England's best left back. Um, oh yeah fully and that was before the euros so i think if he's there and i see that chillwell starting again i think he's going to come straight into my limitless and um, mm. but i think this is going to i've just got a feeling in the back of my head that this is going to be uh alonso starting but even then he's a, a great option as well that i would potentially look at so see i could
1: say alonso starting against newcastle and then well in the midweek because Alonso loves a goal against Newcastle really he does indeed he does indeed
0: there's a little bit
1: of FPL
0: if this comes out in time um <laughs> in terms of Malmo uh I don't have I I, I just wouldn't risk it There's move no. on unfortunately uh they just got a really really tough group but I think they've they've performed quite well but the results it just shows the golf and quality so we'll move on from them Juventus Versus Zenit next So as we record On the 29th of October Zenit are currently playing And they are currently winning 4-1 So um, In terms of Juventus versus Zenit What's your thoughts on this Nathan?
1: Juve are probably in, the, in a Bit of bad form going into the game um if you look at the last two results i mean obviously a draw with Inter Milan's not the worst but then losing 2-1 at home to Sassuolo like it could be it, you never know if you you never know what Juve is going to turn up um i spoke with a friend who had watched the inter game and he said dybala ran the show in that game but then didn't look like he did against Sassuolo so it's like what Juve is going to turn up and are they going to perform on that day and i think that's why sometimes the Juve players it's a risk to put them in obviously you've got your big ones like Chiesa, um, maybe even Dybala. But apart from that, I couldn't say anyone that would stand out main. I think I want him and like from Juve.
0: Yeah. The when I looked at Ju- Juventus, they reminded me of uh last year when we would preview Liverpool. Because once mm. they lost Van Dyke we were like uh oh, they're, they're not performing as good and uh and then they were in a really hard group and we'd be like oh I think they're gonna struggle. But yet they would Turn out clean sheet after clean sheet. And yeah. so I, I think that Juventus are this year's Liverpool. Um yeah, where, I agree there. Where we say because of their league form that they're not going to do well. But then when it comes to Champions League, I mean, they three I'm games in different. it have not conceded a goal yet. Yeah. Um, and so their defenders are actually looking like pretty good options. Benucci, uh, Delict, and Sandro all over 20 points in three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not even just the clean sheets, it's also the ball recoveries and with Sandro, he got a few attack and returns as well. Um, and so I think against Zenit, even though they've just scored four, like yeah. kind of what we said, that defenders may be a good option, especially if you're doing a Limitless. It's a defender that plays on the first day. Uh, however, I think with all of you Ventus players, with Limitless, you really want to try and attack high ceilings. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like, Leroy Sané, who is his his ceiling is uncapped. Like he could just it goals and assists. Yeah, I but I don't think there's anyone in Juventus's team that would get more than two goals. I think they're just no, too I think, safe.
1: I, I think I'd agree with you there. Like I think it's like you're not going to see them run out and score four or five goals and say like, "Case, hey, so I get a uh it's not not going to happen with them. I think if, even if they get two goals, that right? That's it. Let's shut up shop. And that's just make sure we win this game and don't concede.
0: Yeah, because they've got Chelsea breathing down their necks, knowing yeah. that they have to face them in the next match day. So I think it's gonna be really interesting. So mm-hmm. so potentially Sandro for me. Obviously, you've got Casa, who at any moment is just so explosive. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's been linked a lot with Liverpool. Honestly, Case at Liverpool would be an unbelievable signing. But um in terms of this game, Zenit showing today, obviously the standard in opposition isn't the same, but they're showing today that they can score. And with these defenders, one Zenit goal could wipe out their their ceiling. But if you're doing a limitless, potentially having a Juventus player instead of like a 4 million defender that you would normally have played, it doesn't seem too bad because they could get four or five points and that way you could... Substitute someone else, um, yeah. In terms of Zenit, though, uh, even though they're winning 4 1, I still don't think that there would be too many players I would go for. Um, have you saw anyone that you would want?
1: I think if you were going to go anywhere, and like I can't really think of a a player that would stand out as, but I think if you're going anywhere with Zenit, maybe a midfielder who's a bit more defensive and try and get the ball recoveries out of them,
0: yeah,
1: like Juventus are going to have that ball a lot so. Even if they just churn it out of them. Like, there's a few ball recovery points. Because then it are a hard team to break down.
0: Yeah. Obviously you've got Barrios, five million, who we all loved last year. But you've got his um his partner in midfield who it's down in that app as Valet de Silva, but it's probably gonna be something else, some of the nickname. Um so apologies if I've just said the wrong name. But he scored uh, today and got an assist. So um But against Juventus, though, if we're going off the last game, I think it's just going to be a Juventus shut-up-shop, get the result, and and just go from there. So get your predictions for both of these. What do you think the Chelsea-Malmo score will be? 3-0 Chelsea. And then juventus Zenit. 2-0 Juve. I'm going to go Chelsea 5-0 and Juventus 1-0. Group G next. Salzburg versus Wolfsburg. Um, we also get to see the start on eleven before the deadline. Uh, Salzburg doing really well in the Champions League yeah. this year. Uh, I think looks like they're going to finish. It looks like they're going to qualify, at least. So we'll the see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sevilla, we'll talk about them in a bit. But Salzburg are just so attacking, attacking, attacking that they're just outscoring opposition, but it's not even that. Mm-hmm. I think Wolfsburg and Lille have been very, very poor, even Sevilla when Salzburg played them were poor. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be Salzburg's to lose. I really hope they make it. There's a lot of young attack and talent there. Um, is that obviously Adeyemi? Uh, have you
1: currently got him in your team? I've got three Salzburg players in my team, actually, uh, Right. the in- I mean well I decided to go for Salzburg treble up because of the fact they were playing Wolfsburg and it mm. actually paid off. Uh so at the moment I'm debating whether I keep in Verba or if I take out Seavald, the centre mid. Okay. Uh, I'm in two minds at the moment with this game because obviously Van Bommel's been sacked. Right. From Wolfsburg. So are Wolfsburg gonna have that new manager like, you know, lift. You never know. Uh So part of us thinks I'm sure he got I'm sure he definitely got sacked. I don't want to be saying it, and then but I'm sure he definitely got sacked. Um, after the last, I think it was after the last game.
0: Yeah, they've been in poor form lately, haven't they? Mm. Um, so the positive note is that you'll be able to see the 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 lineups. So if any of them aren't starting, you'll be able to just take them straight out. Um, but I think this is another Salzburg win. Personally, Uh, I think that. I don't know. I don't know if the math is correct, but I think they could qualify if results go their way. This game.
1: Well, they're on seven points, and obviously Sevilla are on three. So realistically, yeah. yeah.
0: So if Sevilla draw, and they win, I think they'll be six points ahead, maybe more. And then there are two games left. So yeah, there'll be
1: six points clear.
0: So that that's I think that's them qualified. I don't know how many. The people are below that. So um, potentially 10%. that makes that makes a good reading for, for them. As other than Adeyemi, who I think if you're struggling to fit in, people like Salah and, and some better midfielders, I think Adeyemi is one of the top priorities for you to get into your team. He's, he's just proven so explosive. And we said that during the preview show, when we were previewing every group, at the start of the tournament, that Adeyemi is probably one of the best strikers around that price point. So, But do you have anyone Um, else that you're looking at?
1: Nicholas Seewald, obviously I've got him in my team. Going off the last game, he got an assist and he got 18 ball recoverers. So he's only 4.6 mil. Mm -hmm. So it's a good one to be looking at. Uh, I went with Verba just for the fact he was cheap. Yeah. But a lot of people have got. Uh, I think his name's Christiansen or something like that. The other stem yeah. defender, and he's racking up points at the moment. I think he's on. I think he might be in the twenties or something. I don't can't think off the top of my head. But he's another one a lot of people have been saying to go for. But for me, if you're going for midfield and you want ball recoveries and possibly a assist against a poor side like Wolfsburg, then Steve Holt would be the one for me.
0: Yeah, Um Wolfsburg obviously a Little mini losing streak, so I think a lot of people might still have R- on from when they first played, but a ball mm. recovery is potentially I'd still think is a, is an all right option. Um, all right for attacking
1: because I, I did watch the game last time, and he was he was on the attack quite a few times, but it just seems like there was nothing there for them up front.
0: Yeah, I, I would. Out of all of your transfers, switching out a four million defender probably isn't a priority unless yeah. you're downgrading one of your other players to upgrade a defender. Um, but just I, w- I don't think he's a priority transfer out. Uh, in terms of the other game in this group, Leal versus Sevilla. Um, apologies if I do say these the other way around. I was I'm trying to take notes on my phone and I'm on holiday. Um, so, uh, But it's Leal versus Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla doing a lot better now. I think it took them a little bit of warm-up in the league. Mm -hmm. However, in the Champions League, that hasn't translated across yet, I think. But if we look at this game, like, obviously, all of these matches, they've just played each other. If we look at the last game, Sevilla absolutely dominated. uh, Possession stats, shots, ball recoveries, just outclassed Lille. So I think it's going to be much of the same. And I think with Lille, they're playing Paris Saint-Germain this weekend.
1: Right, um, the next hour, actually,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think with that, Lille are a bit stretched in terms of resources, anyways. I think Mm. Paris Saint Germain, who they seem to have their number, anyways, but I think Paris Saint Germain will win today. Hopefully, I've jinxed them. Um, and but Sevilla, I think, will just be too much because they've got so many attacking options. Um, and so.
1: I think. See, say this, but free games, free draws, like them attacking options don't seem to be doing much at the moment in the Champions League for them. Yeah,
0: uh, it, But in the league and cup, they are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to translate yes. through, and I still think they've got the quality in order to qualify. I think the problem with having so many attacking options is trying to pinpoint who's actually going to get you the attacking returns.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: me personally just trying to play it safe. I'm avoiding the severe attackers and just sticking with the defenders currently because they're, yeah. they've they got a pretty safe floor. Um, and especially if the match goes the way that it's just been, they've got a pretty safe floor and the ones getting the points currently and they're cheap. So they're yeah. the ones I'm sticking with at the minute. But with the um, so many attacking options, I I, I don't want to try and, and guess when that can go to a safer option.
1: Yeah. I
0: know um, what you mean. What's your score prediction for these two games, starting with Salzburg and
1: Wolfsburg? I'm going to say 2 1 Salzburg. I think Wolfsburg will knit a goal. And then pos- I think 1 0 Sevier. Maybe I don't think it'll be a open game. Like if it is just because, because of the fact going off the last few results of three draws, if they are going to win it, it's just going to be the one goal.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Salzburg 3-1, and then I think Seville win 2-0, so that's my predictions. Uh, now, this group, we might have a little bit more to say because there's so much drama currently. Uh, group F, starting with the blockbuster game, which is Atlanta versus Manchester United. Um, I think we'll start with Atalanta first, just because we might get a bit sidetracked with Manchester United. Atalanta have had a lot of injuries to their defence over the last few weeks, especially during the last game. Um, So they uh, had... Obviously, you've got Gerson's still out with an injury. There's no time frame on when he'll return, um, but they said four to eight weeks, which... Puts him, if it's four and everything's went smoothly, he could return to this game, but I don't think so. I think they'd rather have him fit and healthy for the rest of the season, especially because they've got Zappa Costa in melee. Yeah. However, Palomino just got injured as well. And they are a lot of reports, very conflicting reports in Italy. Demerale and Toloi have returned to training but the reports are saying that they're getting rushed back because they have no centre-backs fit. And so um, they've got a tough game this weekend. And so I think it really just see how they're doing. If they leak a lot of goals over the weekend, you could potentially target some Man United forwards. Yeah. I know Man United aren't playing the best currently, but with the amount of injuries Atalanta have, and they're not the most defensive team anyways, I think that leaves room for a Manchester United few goals there. I think with Atlanta as well. So I've got the goalkeeper and he's been in my team all season so far. Uh, I'm thankful that I'm limited Listen to get him out. Because for and he plays on the first day. So if you've got a safer mm. goalkeeper who plays on the second day, um you might get a couple saves, but I think that's going to be a substitute of a goalkeeper there. So make sure you've got two playing goalkeepers if you've got the Atlanta uh any if you've got the Atlanta goalkeeper. What any thought on Atlanta before we move on to Manchester United?
1: Even with the injuries, they did give Manu a good game. And with the injuries the one on the weekend? Yes. So... It is showing, even with them injuries, like, they're still progressively the winning. Man, you aren't in the best form at the moment. It seems that everything's kind of all over the place, as we're going to probably talk about in a minute. Yep. So maybe, even, even still, like, maybe looking at Atlanta, a if you're going to look anywhere, and just try and take someone that might get a, get a couple of points. Uh, if, you, if you really want to go Atlanta, I would avoid goalkeeper at defence. And maybe look a bit further forward that. Like I've got Zappa Costa in mind. Yeah. And like I'm in two minds of whether he's my transfer out for this week. But like I said, he's a four million defender. Do I really need to be rushing him out? I wouldn't
0: be rushing to get him out anyways because he's gotten mm. three assists. Uh, he's gotten an yeah. assist in three games in a row. Um mm. and he seems to be the more attacking out of him in Melee. Um a fan favourite of ours on this podcast, Ilisic, is coming back to form. Scored four goals over the last five games. However, he's not been starting all of them. So he might be like the kind of Muriel of last season where he's like the super sub. But it's just great to see him back because we thought he was going to retire last year. Muriel
1: was the He's been brilliant to watch lately, actually, uh, yeah. Muriel. I watched him in a game and were, even the commentators were saying his movement is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Like If he, we look at him, like Manu's defence isn't that quick. He's lightning.
0: Yeah, I think with the the form of Manchester United, I, f- I still think that Atlanta can score. I think both teams are going to mm-hmm. score in this game. Um, Ilicic is in good form. Muriel, um, uh, he's normally better coming off the bench, so potentially mm-hmm. Zapata might be starting with Illicic. However, Muriel's so clinical that I think it could be a Zapata Muriel. That's kind of where I, my most of my thoughts are going to be for them two coming on yeah. and then illusich will come on later in the game but he's in such good form again which is just great to see um i really hope atlanta win um mm, yep. that's just that we've kind of developed a love for them from doing yeah. this podcast so i really hope they win and I, I just think i hope it's another exciting game um but we'll go on to manchester united uh, I'll try and be a bit nicer than I was last podcast. Dan talked to me about that afterwards, saying you sounded very anti Man United there.
1: And uh, I've with me after this.
0: I listen, I listen yeah. to it back. But we can't hide around the fact that Man United are just not playing to the best of their ability at the moment which is an understatement, especially after the weekend result against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I'll get your thoughts on it first, Nathan. What What are your thoughts on Manchester United?
1: I think they're just a bit embarrassing at the moment. Like, You've got all these stars, but it's clear. I think to me, and it probably, we'll probably get a few people tweeting at least saying something here, I don't think Oli actually want the Ronaldo from the start. And I think he has to take the bull by the horns and actually maybe drop him. And play Cavani this game. Uh, obviously Pogba, I, I don't think Pogba's gonna play because of the whole incident on the week on the weekend. Um defensively, shocking. Uh, Wamba Wambasaka doesn't look like I don't even think Wambasaka knows how to be a right back at the moment. But I do think Manu they'll probably try and put in a performance. But they're away to Atlanta this time, and I think that's where it's gonna be a little bit harder, away from home. And I think the pressure is really, really on now. Normally, Ollie pulls out a result when he gets to this point of being nearly close to being sacked. Uh, obviously, he did against uh, PSG that time, um, and he's done it time and time again, but it just seems like he's not got the performances there. The midfield's shocking. McFred isn't working. Maybe they need someone that's just going to hit them. And for me, yeah, he hasn't got the legs anymore. Maybe stick Matich in there or give Van de Beek a game. Like, does anyone know where Donny van de Beek is?
0: Yeah, um, I think I saw a stat that said Liverpool scored more goals than van der Beek has minutes in the Premier League.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, so that's probably against, right, right. Sorry, more goals against Man United than Donny van der Beek has minutes in the Premier League, um, which is criminal because we know that when van der Beek goes to a new team, he's going to go back to being how good he was and people will be like... Um, that's why he's going. That's why he's gone. For those on the podcast, he pointed to his Newcastle badge. Um, With Manchester United, for me, I actually disagree with all the points that you've just said. Wow. (laughs) Which is nice (laughs) that we actually have disagreement on the podcast. So, (laughs) point one. Juventus tried saying that Ronaldo was the problem last season as well Mm. when they were performing bad. So a lot of the narrative is going to be spun that Ronaldo's the problem. And that's just what happens when you have a luxury player. Ronaldo is a luxury player one of the best, actually, probably is one of the best
1: strikers ever. Um... Yeah, I'm not saying he's not the best striker ever and all that. I think it's more the way they're playing at the moment. Can you afford that luxury? Like, against that, like, I can't be someone that's going to work. Ronaldo will work when the game's going his way or when it's an attack. Defensively, he's never there. Like, you're basically playing with 10 men. Like, But with... That's why with, you've got to wear it out.
0: Yeah, with that, I don't want Ronaldo defending.
1: Like, no, I don't mean like fully defending. You know what I mean? Like Cavani getting back and actually helping out a little bit. Yeah, Cavani not doing that. that. I mean, yeah, and I think that's what they need against an Atalanta team, which are going to be relentless in powering through them.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't you not rather have Ronaldo against a, a injured back of Atalanta?
1: True, but <laughs> at the same time, He's barely performed in the last few weeks. Yeah, he scored against the last time and got the winner. He and he got game. the winner
0: against Villarreal. And he was the only one that scored against Young Boys. I can put that so. answer.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I still think Cavani, just for the fact that you're going to get that, that reliance a bit, and like maybe Greenwood. Then Greenwood has has a bit more of an option. You know, like don't get us wrong. Honestly, I do think Ronaldo's hands down, one of the best players I've ever watched. Yeah, But I think for the way the way the team has been at the moment, it even needs to be him, Bruno, or Pogba. Obviously, I don't think Pogba will play because, like I said, but I think him or Bruno need to be maybe taken out of that team and I think Bruno might take this game by the horns and think, this is my game. Yeah, Maybe Ronaldo off the bench, you never know. A lot of people say it, Ronaldo off the bench, he can save a game.
0: Yeah. Um, and also, with Manchester United um you said that um away from home it'll be a bit more difficult. Man United almost broke the away record. Oh
1: that. yeah.
0: So I Man United are better away from home under Ollie than they are at home. Um so There's a lot who knows? It, who knows it could be easier for Man United this game? <laughs> we just don't know um, when Oli when Ollie's got his back against the wall, they always seem to pull something out.
1: Uh, that's um, how I said, when, when, he get, when he's under pressure, he seems to always pull it out, but it seems at like this time, the pressure is mounting more than it's ever mounted before.
0: Yeah. So, saying all this, <laughs> uh, I sounded very pro-Man United there. Um, yeah. I still don't think they're a good team. I don't think the manager no. is as good tactically um, compared to Gasparini for Atalanta, who times his substitutes to perfection. He'll come in to the... Match knowing that if it's going this way I'm going to substitute on this minute Because he Mm -hmm. knows his players fitness And he knows how long they can give 100% In his system So he's already got his subs in the back of his mind Oli does not, I don't believe he has That, I think he looks and goes right, Cavani Yeah Because I can't remember Where I was watching But bringing Cavani on against Liverpool After Pogba And Cavani's like looking at him going like me. What do you want to do? Um yeah. so yeah, I think it's gonna be quite interesting. I I saying all that though, I do think it's gonna be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do think it's gonna be a high scoring draw. I'm gonna go
1: two two. I think I'd agree. I think I think the manual will get away with at least a point. But I think it's gonna be a, a a scrappy a scrappy point for them. Yeah. I think Atlanta will just attack relentlessly. Manuel catch them on the break, and you know, over Ronaldo will be up there. He'll score a goal, and then I'll have to everything I've just said.
0: They are also against Manchester City on the weekend after this game as well. So,
1: oh, I, well think, then. I think that, will
0: play, um, because just of the fact to give. Against City. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> the other game in this group, which is just as exciting, Villarreal versus Young Boys. Um, obviously Villarreal won the previous fixture against these two quite comfortably Mm -hmm. understatement and so if villarreal win this game they've put themselves in a really good standing for the last two games in the group so uh, do you have any opinions on either of these two teams
1: i think if you're going to go for anyone out of villarreal i mean you could look if you're wanting a striker that knows where the goal is quite a lot of the time moreno is always a good shout but at the same time, I think Dan's favourite shout is Granoveld. Mm. Dan Juma. Uh, I have him in my midfield at the moment, and I don't think he's going to be getting transferred out for this week. Uh, I think I think it will be a Villarreal win, but young boys have been putting up a good fight. Like it's not like they've just rolled over and went where the where are the Whitman boys are this group because they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're actually can... a very good team. You can tell they're getting better and
0: better as well the Mm. longer that they've been in the Champions League. And I hope that that kind of thing happens with teams like Malmo and and, and teams like that, yeah, Um, where I just hope that they – and Sheriff, um, where they just keep getting better and better because of the funding Mm. of the Champions League, I really hope so. I had a few stats on Villarreal. Mm. Uh, They've scored eight goals in the last three games, but they've also conceded six in the last three so I think they're just kind of focusing on outscoring the opposition, which plays well for fantasy if you pick attacking players from these teams. Um, I don't think anyone's picking defenders from these two. But yeah, I think that's a, a good option. Uh, like what you said, Moreno, and, and the other players that you said. So Ooh. I think mean, that goes in your favour. if you. At this I mean, this group's wide open. Mm. Any of these four teams could go through. Say, for example, if Man United lose against Atlanta, they're in a really tough position to try it. Yeah, end. because if
1: young, if young boys beat Villarreal, young boys are on three points. That would take them level on points where Man United would only be ahead on goal difference, always depending on how many they concede.
0: And if we remember last season, this is the exact same situation Man United were in with yeah. Paris Saint Germain and Leipzig, where they were top and then they lost some random game and then just dropped into the Europa League. So Mm -hmm. you can't take the Champions League for granted. So I think that this is going to be a really interesting game. Uh, This is going to be a really interesting group as well when it comes to match day six and teams are starting to rotate because they're already through. I think with this group, you can't afford to rest anyone because of Mm -hmm. some of these upset wins, especially young boys against Man United in the first match day. So... That's going to help us in terms of fantasy that we know that we can transfer people in and potentially they're going to keep playing. So that's going to be a positive. What's your prediction for Villarreal, young boys? 3-1, Villarreal. I'm going to go 2-1. Um, So agree on the result. Um, But both teams, I think both, all four of these teams in this group will score against each other. So yeah. All right. Group E. So, a lot to talk about in this group as well. Uh, Bayern Munich versus Benfica. Um, Bayern Munich, if they win this game, qualify. So, and I think they're guaranteed top if they win this group. Which means that they'll be a nightmare to... uh, Because I think it's also head-to-head. So, Benfica would be the only team that can catch them. But because Bayern Munich have beat them twice, they can't go above them. Mm. Um, so Bayern Munich would qualify top, which means for fantasy, if they wanted to rotate, it would be hard to predict because they don't have to field a strong team. I think they will still will against Barcelona, but against Dynamo Kiev, they could just play you whoever.
1: Obviously, two more up top.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, and that that's been a absolute nightmare, but also a dream for people who are limitless and um. Yeah. So the benefit, I think the benefit for this match day, just focusing on this one, is that Bayern Munich just got absolutely demolished from Munch And that was a full-strength team as well, 5-0 that they lost. So Bayern Munich are going to want to bounce back and they're going to want to prove that that was just a fluke. And so will they do that this weekend or will they do it against Benfica in the Champions League? I think they're going to go both. They're going to feel that. Yeah,
1: they've, they've got Union Berlin this weekend and it's away. So I think they'll try, you know, it'll just be a case of, right, let's turn them over and then they'll go into the Benfica game, full strength team, turn them over. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, I think with these type of teams, one loss kind of proves that they're not invincible and it makes these type mm-hmm. of teams play better. Because um, if you just keep winning and winning and winning comfortably, You can kind of get a bit lax, Mm. uh, but a loss can really bring your focus back. Uh, So I think it's quite scary for the other teams in the competition because they're really good. Obviously, Leroy Sarnia, we said we'd discuss him. His ceiling Mm. is unbelievable at the minute. Um, I think a lot of people should transfer him in, if you haven't already, because he is going to get a price rise. So if you want to get ahead of the price rise curve, get a little bit extra money, uh, Leroy Sane, because you will not only be good for the remaining games, but you get a little bit extra money if you that. choose to sell them um, in the future. If you, before the group stage, uh, before the knockout rounds, uh, get a little bit extra, um, and I think he'll just keep going up and up in price as well. So if I choose to, if Sane for some reason stops playing or if he gets injured. I'm getting more and more money. It's kind of like a little uh, investment there. Um, you've got Sane and your team has, and he kind of saved your uh, game week last week. He,
1: him, him, and Lewandowski completely saved my game week last week. Um, and I've also got Kimmich. Uh, and I can safely say at the moment, neither of them for even. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, I, I wouldn't expect them to either.
1: But looking at like going back to what you said with buying like one defeat makes them play better. Um, The last game they lost was at home to Frankfurt in October. After that, they won 5-1, 4-0, 4-0. I
0: think it's going to be the same.
1: I think it's going to be the same kind of run of like, let's prove to them that we are better than that.
0: Yeah. And I think just one thing to note about Bayern Munich is that Nagelsmann tested positive for COVID. So he wasn't in the Uh, dugout when they lost against Gladbeck. And people are like, these players should be uh they should be good enough to to win on their own but the benefit of having a coach there and you can see it when a manager gets sent off as well and um, it's kind of you see which teams have been well drilled and which ones haven't yeah. Um not saying brian munich aren't well drilled because you, you can't be that ruthless and not be well drilled but of course it's the german way to be well drilled <laughs> and so i think <laughs> Ha- with Nagelsmann potentially being out, I think that might limit the ceiling a little bit. But with how good Bayern Munich are, maybe not. And there is a chance that he does come back because he will have finished his 14-day um, mm.
1: isolation before that point. So was he not? Was he not uh, not at the like last Champions League game as well because of that? I'm sure. He did, I'm sure he wasn't on the if it, was, game. if it was
0: if it was for uh, apparently it finishes right on the day
1: he oh, has okay. to test
0: negative so oh, right. two weeks ago it might have been the day after that he yeah. was in the dugout but i'm not 100 percent sure because i didn't see any of the last games
1: other than the highlights because yeah, i'm sure i'm sure i already wasn't in the in the gate at, at the game because of illness like he was down his illness and then obviously the next day he tested positive
0: yeah um for back for benfica they're not firing on all cylinders, but I don't think they're a team that you can underestimate because at any moment they could just, befo- I mean, we call it an upset. They are a good team, although they haven't been kind of the same team that we were used to. I think how long ago was, I think it was when Newcastle were in the Europa League, when Benfica and Chelsea were in the Europa League final, wasn't it?
1: Would have been uh, but- about that, yeah.
0: That was when Benfica were really, really hard to beat in Portugal. They're still yeah, like, trying to get them back. Well. They're trying to get back to that standard because that stadium's really intimidating to play in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I don't think you can underestimate them. But I just think the gulf in class between the two teams is too much, especially when Benfica aren't firing on all cylinders. Like I said, the last league mm-hmm. game, it took until the 98th minute to score the goal that won it. But compared to the other two teams in this group, I think Benfica might be a team that we can get a few players from to finish off the group stage, especially as teams start to rotate. Because uh, yeah. I think it's all to play for still. So it's quite exciting in that regard. Um, prediction for this game? 5 nil Bayern. I'm going to go 3-0. Um, but that's still dominant Bayern Munich performance in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, now on a Barcelona versus Dynamo Kiev. What a roller coaster this team is. Just <laughs> honestly, Barcelona do not leave you bored.
1: No. Definitely whether, not. It's,
0: whether it's entertaining football or drama from the presidential candidates and managers, just what a team to pay attention to. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, for those who have may not have heard, Kuhn has been relieved of his duties as manager. Um, I don't know if they'll get a new manager in, I think it's heavily linked that it's going to be Xavi.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's just a case of like a contract being signed now,
0: yeah, and it, about paying the compensation to whatever mm-hmm. team because the other team was smart, they made sure that Xavi signed a really long contract before. um the president-candidate race finished for Barcelona.
1: And the one one club that want them have no money.
0: Yeah. So um, I think it'll all get sorted. I think it'll kind of be like a parachute payment where they'll pay over the course of however many years. But that that leaves Barcelona in a really interesting position because it's hard to think that they can get any lower than what they are now. I think the only way is up. I really hope so. Even though I don't like Barcelona, I think the only way it is up because this team One is... of them
1: football and giants. Like, yeah. you're just saying, like a full-time grace, really.
0: Yeah, and it happened to Chelsea a few times where they would finish yeah. 10th and stuff. I think it's literally just a blip. Like, we do not remember that like hardly now. Like, we do not hold that against Chelsea anymore because they're so good now. It's the same
1: with Man, it's the same with Man U, really. Look at Man U. They went... They- they're still going through it, really. But like... Yeah. For that blip and it's like it to me it kind of shows though how bad this Barca team's been how good and how much did Messi save them
0: yeah exactly and I my opinion is that Messi should be the favourite for the Ballon d'Or I think Lewandowski deserves it because he didn't get it last year
1: Mm.
0: but Salah obviously unbelievable at the minute but that's this season not necessarily last season Um, and but Messi absolutely saved
1: them. Like, you didn't see that? You didn't see that this season, the way Barca played. You didn't see Messi carried that team on his back.
0: Yeah. Um, and so Lewandowski or Messi for me, I think Salah's a mm. bit too late, but recency bias, I think you'll still get top three.
1: Or um, Jorginho.
0: <laughs> Jorginho should be nowhere near the discussion. <laughs> um, anyways, with Barcelona, A couple of their players, um, because they won the reverse fixture 1-0 thanks to a PK goal, but a new manager bounce just could really lift Barcelona. Um, And I I think that's the struggle with those who have saved their wild card or those who are doing it limitless, is that it makes Barcelona players a little bit more tempting I tried having a look at their team and uh, Memphis Depay obviously missed a penalty in the game that got Koeman sacked. Um, but in Aguero, they take up a forward spot and I don't know on a limitless whether I want to take up a forward spot on them two that are a little bit unpredictable. My opinion is wait and see. They could be good options in weeks five, and match day five and six, but potentially not against Bayern Munich, sorry. But against Benfica, there could be. I would I would wait and see, personally. Um, but Serginho Dest, defender, is playing right wing for Barcelona. So him on a limitless, for me, looks the most tempting. Um, I don't know in terms of attacking returns, but like I said, the new manager bounce. Who knows? Um, but then again, I think Griezmann's still injured.
1: Griezmann, oh, no, he's not even, he doesn't even play, uh, doesn't even doesn't play for, for
0: Barcelona. Boston. What am I on about? Um, Dembele, I don't know what he's, he's doing. He's always injured.
1: He's so, always injured.
0: I think Dest still has that right-wing role. I don't know if a new manager would come in and be like, nope, you're going to have this player playing there or whatever. But, um. I think he's the one I'm going to mostly go for because the others are just too risky. But Aguero is probably the one I would go for over Depay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a look at Dynamo Kiev. Oh, sorry. Before I move on to them, do you have any thoughts on Barcelona?
1: Maybe Ansu Fati um, sending a new contract and all that. He could have that boost now. Good shout. Uh, like he always has a decent. Like especially against, the, I'm not putting Dynamo Kiev down, but a lesser team. Yeah. Like the the pace he's got and the way he plays, he should blitz through these. And like you said, that new manager bounce, he could be in there. So Fatty would be maybe someone I would look at.
0: Yeah, I've just had a look. Antie Fatty currently has a knee injury. So he's ruled oh, out he's ruled he's ruled out of the weekend fixture but could return. Um, the bench maybe. Yeah. Pedri, Dion, Arahu, A- sorry, mm-hmm. Dembele, and Braithwaite are all on the injured list for Barcelona. So um, I don't think there's anyone that can come and replace Dest. No. Um, also, just make sure that Guerrero hasn't got injured between now and where we're recording
1: and the match day as well. It's every possibility that the car is an injury pro man. It's just got a lot of mileage in them legs. Yep. Uh,
0: I had a look at Dynamo Kiev and was like, basically I asked myself the question, could Dynamo cause an upset? And I went, absolutely, because it's Barcelona. Um, Is that at the new
1: Camp? Great question. Let me have a look. Because if it if it's at the new Camp, then there's always that fi- thing of like, you know what Spanish football fans are like, that can be quite toxic. And no, maybe it's it, not It's in Kiev Every chance
0: So I had a look at some of their players And I'm going I'm to struggle With these pronunciations But that's, that's one of the best well. things about this podcast I reckon Once we're further in We just need to go through all these episodes And just listen to all of our Pronunciation oh, yeah. errors And I'm the worst at it like, I am so bad at it Dan's normally better at it But uh, Saigonot Can someone please tell me how to pronounce that? Message me on, on Twitter. Um, at UCL Fantasy Pod. Uh, he scored in his last three league games and he's 7.6 million. I did not know how he got a price rise because uh, he's averaged three points per game and he's still owned by zero percent of players. Explain that one, Gaming Hub. Um, However, he took the last penalty as well. So I think 7.6, he scored in the last three league games, potentially could score this weekend, just have a double check. He took the last penalty, he, he's a good option. But there's a player who I think has a safer floor than that, and that is Sjordchuk. And 5.7, he's gotten 10-plus ball recoveries in his last two games in the Champions League. Um, and so the other one he didn't He still got 6 I believe And that was against Bayern Munich So he has a very safe floor um, 5.7 And in a Barcelona team That doesn't have a lot of starters He could get more ball recovery points Because that mm. is so close I think in the match against Barcelona He had 11 Which was so close to having another point On top of that So he plays on the first day if you're on a limitless or if you're trying to downgrade people to get in more premiums, I think he's a good pick. Um, but he's going up in price as well. So 5.7, that could rise to 5.8, 5.9 by the time this game week starts. Um, Well, after it starts, sorry. I forget how it does it. Uh, but what's your prediction for this game?
1: You know what? I'm going to take the punt and I'm going to say a 1-0 Kiev. I'll, uh, I'll take the punt.
0: I'm gonna go Barcelona two one for me, um, but they were exciting groups to talk about. So, all right, we'll move on to Group D. So, one of the early kickoffs for this uh, on this day is Real Madrid and Shakhtar. Real Madrid comfortable winners the last time these two faced off five nil, I believe, and. Vinicius Jr. was the absolute star of the show, but there were so many other Real Madrid players that got high numbers just because it was such a dominant performance. I had Casemiro, who got me seven because of the amount of ball recoveries he got. Vinicius Jr., though, is actually really tempting. Not even on a limitless, just in general, because he's cheaper than some of these other strikers and can make... Sh- can free up funds so that you can get the likes of Salah in if you don't have him, um, or another premium midfielder like De Bruyne or someone like that. Um, so I think he's really interesting. He's in, he's in good form. Um, obviously, he scored the two against Shakhtar. I believe he scored uh, one of them against Barcelona.
1: Potentially I'm not. Check now.
0: Yeah, um, but also Benzema as a solid pick as well. if And he's a little bit cheaper than some of the other premium strikers as well. Um, them two look good. The right-sided of the front three is switching between Asensio and Rodrigo. So potentially avoid them unless you're looking to go ultimate differential. Um, But I think midfield Casemiro, I had a feeling that he would provide that safe floor again. And thankfully I was correct. Um, Nathan, did you find out
1: about the goal scorer? Uh, no, it won't bring it up for us but I, I, I would, with what you've said I would fully agree uh, especially with obviously what we'll probably talk about soon a certain premium strike being have missing uh, Vinicius Junior could be a good one to bring in to then look at other transfers around
0: So I've just looked it up David Alaba mm-hmm. scored one and then Lucas v- ah. Vasquez, who's now the right back uh, scored, and um, because I was meant to bring up Alaba, he's been mm-hmm. performing quite well. He's gotten a few goals lately. He has he gotten a few ball recoveries in the last few games. I personally think he's a trap, um, but in terms of this game against Shakhtar, and then facing Sheriff in the future, I don't think that Sheriff will repeat the win again against Real Madrid, but Alaba could potentially. Chipping with a free-kick goal every now and again. Um, get an assist. But I think the ball recovery points probably safer. And I think it's probably better to go with Casemiro, personally. Um, yeah, I think
1: especially against a team like Shakhtar, Real are going to be picking the ball in the middle of the pitch. I don't think they're going to get that that far back to where Alaba has to be doing the recoveries.
0: Yeah uh just checking how many ball recovery points Casemiro got last game he 14 so he's one away from getting 5 points um which is insane um selected by 9% of teams so still not really high but safe safe points um with real madrid though I, I, La Liga is really tight this year, and it's really actually fun to pay attention to. Um, But other than Vinicius Junior, Benzema, uh, and Casemiro, I think Furlan Mendy is potentially another option, just due to his attacking threat, but I don't think he'll get many ball recoveries. So other than that, I'd probably stick with them for Real Madrid uh, players to get in. Uh, do you have any Remdred players in or are you thinking about getting any?
1: I'm thinking about getting Vinicius in. Um, I mean, we're going to go on to it anyways, but obviously with Haaland, not being there, uh, I could easily, I might get rid of the two Dortmans and bring in Vinicius and then upgrade my midfielder from Bellingham to someone else. Okay, that's a good In um, the same time, I've seen Jude Bellingham scoring absolute worldy on the weekend yeah. and may have to keep him.
0: Schachter players... I wouldn't get any in personally. No, nope. um, but in this fixture last time they uh, last year they did an upset, so can't rule them out. But I think Real Madrid will just be too strong this time. Um, moving on to the other game in this group. Oh, sorry. Get your prediction. What do you think? This
1: Real seem more settled under Ancelotti than they ever did under Zidane. It seems a lot more structured. Uh, the fact they beat them five 0 last time out. Let's see. A, maybe a three or four, I would say 4-0. Um, I think Shakhtar, I think they'll keep a clean sheet.
0: Uh, I hope so, because Courtois is someone I'm looking to bring in Um, for my limitless. Uh, if you're not limitless, in I wouldn't bring in Courtois, just to point that out. Um, But I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be similar to Juventus where they're going to get the, they're going to score and then just try and see out the game. Um, so I think 2-0 for me um, Sheriff versus Inter Sheriff top of the group which I absolutely love <laughs> like, I'd love them to go through yeah that's just great especially because we were all kind of like oh they're going to be whipping boys yeah. um, if you don't have any Sheriff players in Cristiano is still the player to go to his price has risen again by 0.2 so he's now 4.9 so I wouldn't he's starting a border on no longer a budget defender Mm. Um, although he didn't get a lot of points against Inter Milan his ceiling is so high because a lot of the game is played down that side that I do think he still has some appeal especially against Shakhtar in the later game Uh, but also Phil um, has scored two goals uh, in the last two Champions League games both from outside the box so on top of being a midfielder who scores you get an extra point because it's outside the box um, and that's a, that's an option I'm personally not going to go with any Sheriff players on a limitless
1: What I'm about are going to transfer getting... anyway no I'm yeah. not I'm not risking it just in that's... case I've got two transfers I ain't going to risk it and try and play it clever and get Cristiano in or something like that yeah, my risks, wrong.
0: my risks this season have already gone south. Yeah, was... So I'm not doing that. The fact that I went with Mbappe and said Lewandowski, what was I thinking? <laughs> it's okay, um, I've
1: done the same thing.
0: <laughs> um, in terms of Inter Milan, I've got Lutaro Martinez in my team
1: hmm.
0: because I went with him stupidly over Benzema two match days ago. Um, and he hasn't scored in over a month, um, so Jako is probably the better option.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Inter Milan should have beat Juventus uh, the last, or well, the when they faced each other. However, they are a very difficult team to beat, so I think Inter Milan will be fine to get through. Um, last game, we said that De Vrij was the defender to get over Scriniar <laughs> and stuff. Obviously, he proved that. Um, with his goal, and I think he got player of the match.
1: Um,
0: I I all Sc- got it the d- match before, but it should have been De Vrij. Um So he's just clinical. Um, he- he's good at scoring, but he's also just a, a great defender, um, mm. who in my opinion should be Van Dyke's partner in the Dutch national team. Although Vidal, uh, Vidal, what am I <sighs> Turo Vidal, He scored and got an assist in the last game. I don't think he'll repeat that. So try not to fall into that trap. He doesn't get that many ball recovery points either. So even though he's a defensive mid, probably wouldn't go for that. Um, But Dumfries, he's starting starting as right back now. It's still rotation, but Dumfries has started the last few Champions League games. So I'm sticking with him. And... He got an assist in the last game against sheriff so i really hope that he repeats that um any inter milan players you're looking at
1: looking at devry uh, obviously with the whole uh harlan situation obviously he'll free up funds if i bring in like vinicius or someone like that i can then go from the sport lisbon defender that i've got or i could take out verba from uh me salzburg one and bringing him in, because I would have the funds available, obviously, with, like, 3 million. I'd have fr- about 3.4 million spare if I do that change. Yeah. So then i bring in, like, maybe another premium defender, because at the moment I'm stuck with Azbilicueta and Nick.
0: Yeah, I would look at potentially balancing out your risk and ro- reward with these, because obviously mm-hmm. you've got Dumfries, who's cheaper, I believe, than De yeah. But obviously the floor for Devry is a lot safer. You know he's a starter. Yeah plays on the second day. So if you're trying mm. to keep your rank, potentially the safer floor is the better option compared yeah. to Dumfries, who has such a high ceiling, um, but there's the risk on whether he'll play. So yeah, I think uh, that's the debate that you need uh, to have with yourself. Um, in terms of the prediction, who do you think will win
1: this, this game? I'm going to say Inter, but I think it'll be like a 1-0
0: so pretty pretty boring
1: yeah
0: i'm I'm gonna go 2-1 to inter um group c group c we'll start with the the higher i guess the higher caliber of these two uh matches ajax versus dortmund a result that many didn't see happening um including myself for last time you what, what was your thoughts on the game between Ajax and Dortmund last time?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it completely ruined my captaincy because uh, I had captain Haaland and he done now. Uh, and then obviously I had Bellingham in and they done nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, that's my thoughts obviously going forward with this week. It's do I change out a defender? Take a obviously I'm taking out Haaland because we know he's out injured. Uh, and do I keep Jude in or do I completely take out Dortmund for this game? Uh, It's like weighing it up at the moment. Like, where, where do I go? Belnham obviously scored that world at the weekend. So it's like he kind of stays in my thoughts when he does things like that. But yeah, quality player. Hala's obviously another one. Like, it, it's between Vinicius Jr. and Hala, which one I bring. And it's will Halla do that again? Obviously, it's at home. This, it's at Dortmund this time, isn't it? It is. But Ajax I had a look at their stats 11 mm. goals in the last three games.
0: With zero conceded, Haller has scored each one.
1: I was going to say, how many of them goals has Haller actually scored?
0: (laughs) And obviously, referring back to the podcast before that, I only look at three games because that's how many we've done since our last podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before that as well, Haller was in great form. Yeah, I mean... uh, Because before he went to West Ham, he averaged a goal every two games for mm -hmm. uh, what team in Germany he played for, I can't remember. But he was great before that. Went to West Ham and I just think Premier League different tempo. Um but come he's back to that clinical form now. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's a great pick for his price. He's he's yeah. not done he's not done anything wrong that would make you go, you know what, I'm not gonna get
1: him in. Even no, I think li- it's more just that way of like Obviously mm-hmm. that just said Vinicius is on form. Okay. Hala is on form. Which one which one's which the one's better bit. The Yeah. Yeah.
0: On a limitless, because obviously with limitless, you're just tempted to get all the premiums in because you're yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, do whatever. Um sometimes I need to remember that it's more of a free hit than a limitless, because mm. then you do just fall into the trap of just picking everyone who's the most expensive. Hala is in great form and he did great last time. The only thing that puts me yeah. off Halla is that he's scored one goal of his last three. So even though yeah. even though Ajax have scored eleven in the last three games,
1: it's he all been different one.
0: goal scorers. Each like no person has scored twice in that one game. Mm-hmm. So when they won five nil against PSV, who was their rivals, that's like a Liverpool yeah. man you in the Netherlands. Um Like, each, it had five different goal scorers. So he has... But in terms of where I am in my rank, I need to pick higher ceiling players. Yeah. But even then, it's kind of the debate of, right, who has the highest ceiling of all the forwards? And Hala's up there with the people with the highest ceilings because there's not many forwards who are fit who have got higher ceilings than because they're going to play everything through him. There's not many other forwards that don't have that many options. So it's a real debate that I'm having as well. But if you've got him, he's he's a just hold until the end. Of, I think even going into the uh, knockout rounds, I still think he's a potential just keep... Just set goal.
1: He might nick a goal and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And Ajax are playing so good. And uh, obviously... Yeah. Ajax have been in the papers a lot recently because their manager is being linked to all these managerial vacancies, um, including Barcelona, obviously Newcastle. But I think that's just all paper talk, to be honest.
1: No, it was um, more with Newcastle. It was more because obviously Overmars has been linked with the director of football job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was straight away linked it and thought, Ah, Ten Hag will go with him.
0: Yeah, um, but also. Manchester United are looking at him yeah. as well, which is rightly so. He's the fact that their team got decimated t- like a couple seasons ago and he's mm-hmm. able to build such a good, strong team so quickly. Why would you not want a manager like that?
1: Um, yeah, like especially lost, one who's in the Van business of making money, yeah. Like, lost Van der Beek and then like Graven Birch has come through. Uh, David's is playing out of his world at the moment, yeah. Masrawi's playing really well. He's another one I'm not Masrawi. I had him in, and then I've obviously let him go, and say so I've made a mistake.
0: So in terms of Ajax as well, a lot of people had the goalkeepers because uh, they were mm-hmm. cheap. However, Stekelenburg is injured for the rest of the season, um, and so Onana, who is now eligible to return when this match starts, this will be the <sighs> first match that his suspension ends on the day.
1: Will he, will he play?
0: He's, <laughs> he's been training with the Ajax under 21s this whole time. And there's now the debate that he might be the starter moving forward. Um, even though a couple months ago, his Ajax career was over, he could mm. be back at this game. And we knew that this would be the, a risk that you had with Onana and Stecklenburg. Um. That Onana could potentially come back and take that, but obviously the injury makes it a lot easier. So mm-hmm. I think he's the same price. I think he's four and a half. But yeah, um, I'm
1: sure he was. I'm sure he was cheap because of the fact, obviously, his suspension was so long.
0: Yeah, and then you'd be missing for half the group stage. Yeah, he's four yeah. and a half million. Um, however, with the goalkeeper, you've got Passvia, who's been the one who's been starting one percent. Uh, he's 4.7 but I think he's injured mm-hmm. as well
1: so basically uh, it's like for Onana to literally walk back into that team I
0: think they're going to push for Pasvia to be fit I think because mm. it's an injury that you could potentially play through right. uh, in terms of Dortmund their injury list is extensive. Cool. Omre Shan got injured muscle injury the last game yep. he now joins Dahoud Haaland Rainer, Schultz and Guerrero, who all have muscle injuries, which obviously will take multiple weeks. They do not seem likely to play on the weekend, but just keep, keep your eyes peeled on any news, press conferences, etc. On, I think Haaland got rushed back for the last game against Ajax because he just got injured straight away again.
1: Yeah, he was injured straight after, um, and now he's obviously got a hip flexor injury in the same in quite a few weeks. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean a cough.
0: Um, Marlon and Makoko are set to return though, so Marlon could potentially be an option, but the way that Ajax are playing, he's not in my plans Um, What's your prediction on on this game?
1: With the injury list that they've got, I would say 3-1, Ajax I think Royce or someone on Royce will nick a goal or something
0: I'm going to go Ajax 3-0 Sporting versus Besiktas I still almost struggled with that name. Um, Sporting, I mean this. Sporting were a team coming into the group where we had high hopes for them because they were the top seed. But we were expecting them to finish second behind Ajax. The way that Ajax have played, though, deservedly top. I feel Mm. like Sporting are kind of focusing on the league. And just kind of whatever happens in the Champions League, it's extra revenue because they weren't there last season. So, um, but this is a game that they should win. It's in Portugal, um, and I, I, I they won the last game against these two, so it's just whether they can do that again. Do you have any i uh, any thoughts on this game before we do a deep dive?
1: Um, I mean, I've got two sporting players in my team, uh, so realistically. I'm looking at it. I've got Poro and I've got Adan the goalkeeper uh, realistically I think if it's in Portugal I can't see I can't see Besiktas scoring I mean Besiktas look it looks like the kick off they look good for 10 minutes and then absolutely not and I it's think just that's different. just different yeah
0: it's just different pace isn't it um, yeah. in terms of the, the last game obviously the one four one one against Besiktas and that was in Turkey defender Quart- uh, Quartez, I think, scored Sebastian two. Sebastian Yep, scored two goals. So whether he'll do that Excellent. again, probably, probably not. But it shows that there's a weakness in Paschikta's yeah. defence where they could exploit that again. So Palinho scored again, but I think there's better forward options. Sarabia scored as well. Um, and he's been playing quite well over the last little bit as well. Uh, but Shikdas uh, don't have anyone really to no. to go with. However, with Quartez, he scored two in that game. He scored in the game after and had a, another clean sheet. And then with Sporting, uh, with the last game that they played, um, again, oh, man, these pronunciations, I'm going to pretend that it doesn't exist. Uh, uh, that was a kind of second string team mm. so well rested kind of see how they do this weekend but quarters seems to be an alright pick especially on a limitless where seems to be high scoring and I could have him play the part of a 4 million defender if I wanted someone However, the only thing that puts me off is that he plays on the second day and I want safer players to come in on the second day to try and... So I want someone like Alexander-Arnold or someone like that. Mm -hmm. Because ideally you want someone who's going to get me more than two points or two or three points.
1: Which is why I'll probably take now Porro, because I've got Porro in my defence. He was just a Mm. budget defender that point last week. But if I'm making the change I'm going to make, I think I will just be leaving my midfield the way it is. And moving out maybe the sporting defender or keeping the sporting defender on the bench, and taking out the Salzburg one.
0: Um, prediction for this game:
1: three 0 sporting.
0: I'll go one 0 sporting. Okay, two groups left.
1: Gonna go Group
0: B first. We'll go with my team, AC Milan, uh, being the early kickoff against Porto. This is a must-win for AC Milan. Um, yeah. I had a, I think, I can't remember what I said. I think I had AC Milan finishing third, only because Dan made me. I think I originally said AC Milan would finish fourth, and Dan had Atletico Madrid finishing fourth. Either way, Atletico Madrid and Porto are on four points, Liverpool on nine. If Liverpool win this game, I think they have qualified due to head to head. Mm. But I think that depends on if Porto, I think Porto have to drop points in order for that to happen. Yeah. Um, well, That would be amazing for Klopp. But in terms of Porto and Milan, Milan had a lot of injuries last time. Um, They got absolutely decimated by the international break. This is going to be pretty much close to full strength, AC Milan. Top mm-hmm. of Serie A, they are the best Italian team currently. It's just mm-hmm. a shame that the results in the Champions League went against them, the ref going against them against Atletico Madrid. Lots of injuries, Porto, Liverpool just being too good yeah. in the end. Um hopefully they turn it round, they can still make a Europa League push, but I think if you had to choose between a good European run and a top four finish or early exit focusing on Syria and winning it, I think they would prefer to mm-hmm. win Syria. Yeah. Um so and I wouldn't complain about that too much either, because that means it's our first season back in the Champions League. It's pot four. Most yeah. of these pot four teams are not going to make it through. So, and it was the group of death. Yeah, completely. So, I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think we can complain too much. But it is disappointing that so many things have went against us. And I'd rather mm. win Syria, especially when your Venice yeah. make their late surge that they always do. We've got a good bit of ground on them now. So in terms of injuries um, and stuff like that, um, obviously I think what, one of the things that is kind of decimated is that there was a coronavirus outbreak and it's just kind of how many people have been affected. Raheem Diaz mm-hmm. was the one that a negative, even though he was the one who brought it in. So he's tested negative, he's joined training and it's against Roma this weekend. Right. Um, and so that's a huge game, and then it's Porto, and then it's Inter Milan next weekend. So I, I think it's gonna be three strong teams. Kessie, I think, is still suspended, um, mm-hmm. due to his red card. But I don't the uh, red cards in the Champions League really throw me off because I know it's three games in the league. But Aaron Wan-Bissaka's red card was extended from one game to two. So I don't know...
1: Was his a second yellow, though?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest.
1: If it's a second yellow, um, it's normally a one-game ban. Right, OK. But I think because of the severity of the title, it might have got moved up to a two-game two, two game ban for that. Right. But normally for a second yellow and then a three-match ban for a direct red. OK. Um. So,
0: obviously, this it's a, all of these games are huge for AC Milan's season. Uh mm-hmm. Rebic is still questionable. Um, but Ibrahimovic fit scoring again. I think mean, that's just what makes it more confusing to be honest, because if looking at the last game that AC Milan they won one nil against mm. Torino and it was a Giroud goal. So even though Ibrahimovic scored the winning goal um the match before, well, it was the fourth goal, um, mm. Drew then comes in and scores. So it's kind of like, yeah, who is your starting thing. striker? Uh, Kessie's been back. But I think we know kind of what AC Milan players to go for. Thea Hernandez is still injured, though. Kalulu yeah. has been playing. Um, But Thea Hernandez came off the bench. So could be fit to start for those who yeah. kept him. Uh, Porto, sorry, do you have any more thoughts on AC Milan?
1: I think if I was going to do an outsider, I would look at Drew. Just for the fact he loves a goal. Yeah, it's just whether he
0: starts. I think Rafael yeah. Liao has been in good form recently. Yeah. He's considered a forward, even though he's a left winger. He's potentially an option. Um, yeah. But Ace and Lion have got a few good, cheap options. So mm-hmm. for those who are wild card and could potentially, because they may be facing a Liverpool weakened team. Although no we thought that. We fought that last time with Klopp and he didn't, and then everyone got injured. So who knows?
1: But if Liverpool are already qualified, then yeah. you probably are looking at Liverpool. Because that's kids. the last game. That's yeah. the
0: last game, and it's at the San Siro.
1: Nah, he, he won't risk it. If he was qualified, Milano would be playing Liverpool's children.
0: Yeah, and that's in December as well. And Klopp yeah. always complains about December fixtures.
1: Klopp complains about We anything. fought
0: this last year. We said he needs to be smart and not play people. He Played Jota mm. and got injured, so yeah. um, I don't know if you'll still,
1: still complain because he complains about everything.
0: That's over a month's time, though, so um, won't complain, won't, won't come worry home. about
1: that too much.
0: With Porto, they won, they lost 3 1 in the Taca da Liga, uh, which I think is a cup, I think it's competition a competition of Portugal. Um, but they won 3 1 in the league. And obviously beat Porto last time. I love their uh, their goalkeeper. Costa has saved me mm. this Champions League um, clean sheets galore, thankfully. Um, but in terms of players, Diaz scored the last game. Um, and also against uh, Tondela, Tarimi scored a hat-trick. So Tarimi is always yeah. an option. Um, mm. and I think AC Milan don't have their full strength defense yet. Um, so right. could be an option. It's in Portugal. Um, so I think Porto will win personally, or it'll be a one-one yeah, draw at best. Absolutely. Because I'm an AC Milan fan, I'm going to go one-one. I'll say
1: two-one Porto. Oh, sorry, it's in the San Siro. I will say two-one Porto.
0: Um, the other game: Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid. Liverpool coming off the back of five-nil thrashing. To Manchester United, uh Salah is unbelievable currently. If you don't have, in the if world, you like don't that. have Salah, get him in your team.
1: Like, take a point hit if you have to. You'll get. I it mean, back. that's
0: what I did last game. I took a point. Hit. I took a.
1: There you go. Yeah, Steve. I took
0: a point hit to get Salah in, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. after I confirmed the transfers, I realized I didn't have to. Um, so because I put mm, in Holland you? as well, but it turns out I did a straight oh, okay. swap Ronaldo or Haaland. And they're the Mm. same price. What was I thinking? Uh, The truth is I wasn't. But I still got over 100 points, so it's all good. Yeah. Liverpool play uh, play Brighton uh, in the Premier League this week. So as long as everyone stays fit. Mane didn't play against Man United. uh, Yeah, he came off the bench. But he's still in and around. I would still consider him solid. Mm. Firmino
1: seems like he's playing well. He's... He's in a rare patch of form. I think it's the best way to put it with Firmino because, like we've we've said it on here before, he he can go through really good spells, but then he goes through spells where it's like oh, I should be playing instead yeah. of him.
0: But would you choose in terms of a fantasy game? Is Firmino ever a great option? No, he's too overpriced. No, never. So, on a limitless last year, I went Salah and Mane, and both of them got fifteen points. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to do the same. <clears throat> Depending on how this weekend,
1: I going. don't know. I don't I, I don't know because we all know what how Atletico like to defend. I know it's I know it's at Anfield, but the fact that it's at Anfield as well, Simeone is going to set up to literally constrict them.
0: You say that, but uh, Atletico Madrid have conceded two goals in the last three games, like each game. Sorry, that so it's six well, six goals no. in three games.
1: Six goals in games. Jesus.
0: Um. Including yesterday, when Levante scored a 90th-minute penalty to equalize against Atletico Madrid, so Atletico Madrid is not the same solid Atletico Madrid that they used to. Are they going to make it a nightmare? Yes. Are they going to play dirty? Yes. Are they going to play it to the referee? Yes.
1: So is Diego Simeone going to have another argument with Jurgen Klopp and walk away before full time? Yeah, Probably. most
0: likely. In terms of the players who are performing well, Griezmann scored in the game yesterday um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that he's a great option just yet as I think Luis Suarez is carrying the team on his back. Last year when I picked Suarez, it did not work out well but in terms of Atletico Madrid, I just wouldn't be picking them because uh, no. we. I mean, a lot of people jumped on Condogby at the start of the game. He's not He's not solidified anymore. And Atletico Madrid, I just, they're not the same. So I'd rather have Liverpool players in this fixture because I think they're safer mm. uh, and their ceilings are so yeah. much higher. Salah is unstoppable right now.
1: I think Curtis Jones could be a shout in there because I think he's played quite a bit, obviously played against Manu when he was causing a load of problems. I think maybe against Atletico could be even more problems because they'll, they'll, they will hit him hard, yeah. and it could be the case of he answers through penalty, you know what yeah, I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Did we do a prediction for them? Oh, yeah, we did. So, Liverpool-Atletico Madrid prediction.
1: 2-0 Liverpool.
0: I'm going to go 3-1. All right, last group, Manchester City versus Bruges. We don't have the luxury of knowing the Man City starting lineup before uh, the Bruges game. However, I think it's interesting that Foden is now the starting striker.
1: Yeah, he's been nailed on. He seems more nailed on that he's going to start most games. Yeah, isn't he? he
0: didn't score in the last game, uh, in the game against Bruges, but he's been scoring all the other times.
1: I was going to say scored them. has
0: scored twice. Uh, Cancelo yeah. and Kyle Walker scored. Uh, we said that Kyle Walker was a really dark horse, uh, and I think it just depends on because Man City, I think, are in a similar situation to Chelsea, where They lost against the European equivalent in the group. So they need Mm -hmm. to make sure that their foot is on the gas, that they keep pushing all the way through, just so that they can try and outscore Paris Saint-Germain when they have to face all of these last time. Because the fact that Man City beat Bruges, PSG beat Man City, but Bruges beat PSG, means the head -head in this group is really tight. Because Bruges Mm -hmm. still have a chance of qualifying. They're sitting on four points, but I don't think it'll happen, unfortunately. Leipzig on zero points. I know I'm not even talking about the full, like a one off match now. I'm just talking about the whole group. But with Man City, I think they've got because head to head makes it really interesting because goal difference Mm -hmm. is already higher than Paris Saint Germain's, meaning that if Man Mm. City beat Paris Saint Germain by the same score, goal difference then comes into it. Um, Yeah, and
1: City mm -hmm. will go top
0: So, foot on the gas I I think they're going to do the same again Um, De Bruyne Is a good pick, especially on a limitless So I think he's in my team Currently, Cancelo A great pick, Uh, he was last year In the group stage as well Ball recoveries, assists and goals Just a great player
1: Well he's the starting left back now, it's not like he's in rotation Anymore, he is the starting left back Yeah,
0: Uh, Kyle Walker's still good As well, so um yeah that's good as well uh in terms of bruges i mean vanneken vanneken skywalker yeah. uh, he scored against man city that means that he scored in each game in the champions league so far um just a great player Um i really hope that he has a great career if he moves on past bruges but he's an absolute legend in our eyes so you can stay there as long as he likes
1: yeah. um yeah. Kettler as well, maybe possibly a possible. Yeah, rush. um,
0: with this game though, I I think it's going to be easier for Man City, and I think the only reason that yeah, uh, Bruce scored last time was I think the it, the game was already over because they were four 0 up at that point, and then Man mm. City scored straight after they scored, so yeah, um, did. I think Man City knew kind of what to do, but. It's mm. in Manchester this time. It's going to be a half-empty stadium. So who knows? That might play at Bruce's advantage. <laughs>
1: well, they used to play in a small stadiums.
0: <laughs> What's your uh, prediction for this game? 5-0 City. I'll go 3-0. Um, hope so, because I'll have Cancelo in my team.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm debating that's another one on my list like I've got a, at the moment defensive list is I know your watch
0: list is going to be huge no wonder you get stressed when it comes to I the know. deadline um, exactly. all your decisions are working out so far last game yeah. the last game Leipzig versus Paris Saint-Germain Leipzig currently 0 points with a negative 5 goal difference with 11 goals conceded Paris Saint-Germain Messi was the difference the last time he's faced. He scored two goals. Mm-hmm. Messi, what's your opinion on having Messi as an option? Uh, he's the same price as Haaland currently. Oh, no, he's 0.1 more expensive.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, yes, it's Messi. But I think there's players that have got that higher, as, you mean, as we've mentioned before. There's players with a higher ceiling where Messi, he's going to get a goal. That might be it. Uh, well, he did get
0: two last game. Against the, Bru- uh,
1: the same opposition. I just, uh, he just wouldn't be a choice for me because like, he's not been the Messi we all know until really that game, really, if you think about it. He hasn't, he hasn't shocked about how good he's yeah. been.
0: So I've currently still got Mbappe because I said I would die on this hill. Not really it.
1: Well, if I told you that Mbappe is not even in the squad tonight that is currently playing Leo. Yeah. And Di Maria is in the starting front three with Messi and Neymar, with Wijnaldum, Danilo, and Idrissa in the midfield. Kera, Marquinhos, Kempembe, Bernat, and Donnarumma in goal.
0: Yeah, um, um
1: <laughs> you coming off that hill yet?
0: Well, no, I was meant to be coming off that hill after the first match day, but I've had other fires to put mm. out in my team. Um, Mbappe absolutely tore this team apart. Uh, he tore Leipzig apart yeah. and it's just a shame that he missed that penalty because his his score mm-hmm. would have been higher than Messi's Um but with um, with Paris Saint-Germain on a limitless bringing in Messi for Mbappe potentially would work out for the one match day because then it would go back mm-hmm. to Mbappe for the remaining games
1: oh yeah on a on a lim- on a limitless like Messi's no brain. if you're going on a limitless, but I think if you're going like for just a general transfer, you know, if I, for me going Harland to Messi, I don't think I'll be looking. Yeah.
0: Um. So I mean, the other Paris Saint Germain squad is ridiculous, and when I play the new FIFA, I'm absolutely yeah. sick of playing against them. Um.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> sir.
0: But Burnet is also back, as well, mm-hmm. uh, which. When we looked at the originally before this whole competition started, we said that Bernat potentially at 4.5, I think he is. I'm just confirming that now that he would come straight into your team. Um, against Leipzig, who are winless currently, I think that's a great mm. pick. Um, so just confirming Bernat is.
1: Disappeared on my app. i will chat mine as well.
0: You not got him at all. I don't know. Players do this all the time. Sorry for the silence. Um, we we'll both looking for. Yeah, us. he's not on the app, so that's interesting. But he could potentially be reinstated. Uh, so just pay attention to the T squad news. Four point five though, is what.
1: Yeah, he's not there.
0: What he was, and he's starting today. Um, because obviously they were starting Nuno Mendes, um, who's also a really good cheap option. So mm-hmm. he's a potential to transfer in, especially when they have to face like not necessarily the clean sheet against Man City, but just in terms of attack and returns. Like, it, yeah, um, he's got quite a high ceiling, but his floor is very very low. So I think that's mm-hmm. interesting as well. Herrera has been unbelievable so far in the Champions League. Um, he's not yep. is he starting tonight as well
1: no uh it was Genie, adriana and danilo um herrera's on the bench and so is uh oh, cardis on the bench yeah He'll probably
0: they're trying to get rid of him uh, in terms yeah. of that uh, in, in terms of paris saint-germain players i wouldn't pick any leipzig players personally but messi i wouldn't go for neymar it's the same price as messi no. Messi's better. He's doing a lot yeah. less. Um, wait, oh, I don't know, who knows, Neymar's going to have one of them flashes in the pans where he shows how good he is. <laughs> um, Really Uh-oh. pay attention to the Mbappe injury. Uh, could be a suspension, though, it's worth looking into. I'll confirm that on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at UCL Fantasy Pod um, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, main event, Champions League Football. um thank you for joining me nathan um no problem for especially taking so much time out of your there. these can be quite long <laughs> but really appreciate it uh, and we've kind of got an idea about what you are wanting to do with your transfers throughout the episode yeah i'm going to be limitless in so i'm going to be putting that on my twitter which is at aaron underscore braden uh, but it will also be posted on uh, the main events podcast one good luck everyone Wish you nothing but green arrows, except unless you get higher than us. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And we'll see you on the next edition of the main event podcast. See everyone later.